What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It, you are back here with the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Uh, that's right. We're the only sports podcast. Still chugging along into week six of the NFL season. But first, let's get to Casino. How are you doing today? I'm hanging in there. Um, got woken up at uh, 5.30 in the morning to a Charlie horse in the calf. Like, yeah. Just randomly? Just yeah, randomly just, happening? Just, just randomly. I was, in, I was sleeping, dreaming, and all of a sudden my head grabbed my calf, and I'm just like yelling, and the wife's like, ah, what's going on? And I'm like, ah, my leg, my leg. <laughs> and she's like, what can I do? And I go, I don't know. You know, so the worst was- thing I've ever been surprised woken up by, like in terms of that, is have you ever been woken up by the surprise, I got a shit right now, right at this moment? Because that's no, I just the worst. Uh, speaking of shit the bed shit the bed (laughs) i wish i had a good segue i wish i knew you were gonna say shit the bed because then i could have segued that to something but i don't have anything to segue that to but something that did not shit the bed casino and our our listeners want to know game night at your house this past saturday it happened yeah and it was Uh, it was glorious what was that game Uh, we played this horse betting game that was like that our friend uh, our friend Hawk who may be uh, on the show one day uh, I don't know what it was called but it was once we got a hang of it I had a blast at that it was the most confusing game I've ever played in my life the first time around and then the second time around actually after you actually understood it it was like oh this is maybe the best game I've ever played in my life which I feel like are all of Hawk's games oh yeah. right it's just confusing because he doesn't just bring like Monopoly, right? He hates Monopoly. He brings these super complicated games you've never heard of or seen in your life. And they have like a phone book's worth of rules. And then you are like, he's explaining it. And you're like, I don't understand anything you're saying. I don't understand what you're supposed to do. I don't understand the game. And then you play it and you still have those thoughts and then all of a sudden the second time you play you're like i understand everything and this is the best game i've ever played in my life he's done yeah. that to us with what five six separate games yeah like yeah and i i, I have bought two of the games that he has brought and now i may buy this one because this yeah. was i might buy this fun. one too yeah i agree so shout out to hawk uh we'll uh send him this just this clip uh but casino big i'll tell you what This weekend was huge, huge in the world of sports. And it is make this week being so good makes up for this coming week, which has both in college and in the NFL, maybe some of the worst games of the year. I couldn't find one game going into week seven of the NFL season that is actually like looks like a good game. Maybe, maybe Chiefs 49ers like maybe i don't maybe. know but every other game is just like ugh, this is gonna be a rough week especially with picks like i have no idea i have no idea where i'm going on most I'm ready to that <laughs> we'll be doing our picks next episode but this episode casino let's dive into this past weekend's game i have already given you my like three fucking eagles cowboys rants so we'll save that we'll go in order uh but first Let's. Uh, I was picking this up the is house the picture today. we're taking for the podcast, right? Yeah, I was picking up the house today. So I've got <laughs> bows everywhere. Uh, but uh, speaking of 
No, again, I don't have any segues today, Casino. Uh, first game of the week, we are talking about your Patriots and Brown at the Browns. Uh, Patriots win. Brown Patriots pick. win 38 to 15. Oh, I should bring up the picks. So once again, Casino is dominating the picks. 10 games last week. 10 games. Your picks that I will say were actually really good. You called the Falcons game. That was impressive. Uh, I knew and, that one. The secondary for the Niners was beat. And I will say this game, I feel like a lot of people, including myself, picked the Browns and expected the Browns to kind of run all over this Patriots team. But this Patriot team looks good. I don't know where they found an offensive coordinator, but apparently they did. <laughs> they put up 38 points on the Browns. The Browns look. It's not Matt Patricia. I'm telling you that he's got in one ear, he's got an actual offensive coordinator. And in the other ear, he's, you know, to the quarterback. So, yeah, that, that's what's happening. I agree, but the main thing coming out of this game, Casino, and I've already, I have many Patriot fans in my life, and I've gotten 50%, 50%. Who do you want to have, Zappy or Mac Jones? I've had people say Zappy. I've had people say Mac Jones. Who are you picking and why? Um, so this is going to be a little elongated i'll try to keep it quick uh i'm going to stick to mac jones on he has to perform though so mac jones he's not going to get a lot of time in my opinion but i don't think there's a controversy here he's going to get the start whenever he gets back um but he has to do what zappy's been doing he has to get rid of that ball quick zappy's got a really nice zippy zappy throw he throws it (laughs) really really fast out of the pocket and something that I do highly credit him, especially being a rookie quarterback, third stringer rookie quarterback, is he knows when to get rid of the ball. He protects it. Whenever the pocket's collapsing, he doesn't have anything. Instead of taking the eight-yard sack, he throws it out of bounds. So if Mac Jones can learn a little bit from that, I still rather Mac in there. Um, but then going with Zappy, um, and, and, and this is my argument of why it scares me to keep him in there, is he's playing great but is we have simplified the offense for him heavily and playing better teams a simplified offense isn't gonna win you games all the time so that's my concern with that so i i would like to see mac jones get the start back as and he's not gonna have in my for my pick he's not gonna have he he's gets a game. He gets a game. Hmm. Uh, um, he gets a game, maybe two, depending how well he does, even if he gets an L. But he's got to get the ball out of his hands faster, especially when that pocket is collapsing. Well, um, and you were saying the first couple games of this season, like Mac Jones was just either A, holding on to the ball too long, yeah, that's B, his, that's not his. getting rid of the ball, or C, their offensive line just immediately improved. Because you were talking about how he was just taking shot after shot after yeah, shot. Yeah, and so look what's happening with Zabby. He's getting the ball out of his hands, and we're pre- – Producing and we're producing and we're staying on the field and offense. So yeah, that's my take on that. Um, I would like Mac to continue playing because I, I do think he is uh, a great quarterback still. I mean, good. Like he's not going to be Brady great, but he he's definitely can win you games. Um, but he's got to figure out a few of those things. And if he watches tape and sees that and how to get rid of the ball, then I think I think we're in a good spot. But 
that's we'll see over under 10 headlines that say return of the mac when mac jones comes back over under 10 under there's nine Ooh, okay uh but also the so bailey zappi he had 24 34 309 yards two touchdowns but our uh high school alum ramondre stevenson 19 carries 76 yards two touchdowns uh boy it is crazy and my team's one of them your team's one of them it is crazy how like i wouldn't say because Zappy in this game wasn't mediocre, but I will say how much like mediocre quarterback play is going on around the league. And then there's teams just being like, doesn't matter. We're just going to run it down your throat and then play defense. Oh, I got a child crying. Uh, but. He'll be all right. It, oh, it's, it's, when he, it's when he gets quiet is when you got to worry. <laughs> That's Well, he's with his grandma. I'll cut that whole thing out. But what was I saying with the, oh yeah, you just play, you just play defense and then you just don't make mistakes. Like that's like always been the key to victory. And then I feel like we got away with that where quarterbacks were thrown for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. And now the league's kind of auto-corrected back to just run it down people's throats, play defense, don't turn the ball over. The Browns. Yeah. You said the the run game, we, we, we didn't stuff the wrong game, but we, we, we held it under control a bit. Um, and who made all the mistakes in the game? The Browns. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, oh, that was, I was happy with that pick. All right, let's move to the next. Uh, next up we have Jaguars and Colts. Uh, Colts win 34 to 27. They were playing in Indianapolis. My, I have two questions for this game. Casino. At the Colts at three, two, and one, are the Colts good? No. I don't think so either. But, of, I mean, putting up 34 points on this Jaguars team, this Jaguars team obviously hasn't been the same since they beat the Chargers, then got killed by the Eagles next week. So my next question is, are the Jaguars at two and four, even in that weak division, the AFC South, are they done? Um, Yeah. It looks like it. This, I, I think I said last week, here's my dog for those who are watching. <laughs> um, those, uh, yeah, like I said last week, this was my last gung-ho for the Jags. Yep. Um, you can't, as the guy said, you can't put a string of bad games together. Well, there, there it is. Um, they lost to the Colts, and the Colts aren't good. Um, no. And- when they were missing, I mean, Taylor was still out, right, in that game? No, I, don't, I didn't watch any of it. I didn't watch any of this either. Uh, I just watched the highlights. Yes, he was. It yes, was. He, he, he was gone. So, I mean, the fact that they still did that to you without him. I mean, but Matty Ice, I mean, you talked about it. Uh, not looking too bad. I mean, 42 of 58, almost 400 yards with three TDs. But, but why is Matt Ryan throwing the ball almost 60 times? Like, that's insane. Because Taylor was out. Yeah. I do. I do have to say, I really like the Colts' weapons. I always see a crazy catch by Paris Campbell. They always have Michael Pittman Jr., who I liked coming out of the draft, and I wish the Eagles would have taken him. I Wasn't he the guy who was from USC, I believe? Uh, he Pittman? just looked – I believe so, yeah. 
He looked uh, great in college and then in the NFL, he looks great every week. This week he had 13 receptions for 134 yards, but I don't know, just this Colts team, they feel like they are better. And then you look at the box score afterwards and you're like, oh, they're good. But then when you see the games and the highlights, it just doesn't look like a winning football they they, team. They don't, they don't pass the eye test to me. No, they don't. Even though their defense is top 10 in the league, they're number 10. So uh, with a lot of teams, I feel like if they can the, just the, figure out their just, offense. This, yeah. This season is so weird. We talked about it plenty that it's, it's so up in the air. Like, even my Patriots at three and three, they have a foot in the door to be able to make the playoffs because outside of the division leaders, everybody's within a game. Everybody else is within a game of each other. It literally feels like the entire league is three and three right now. Doesn't yeah. it? Like it's every crazy. single team, uh, except my team, which we'll get to casino. Uh, but ah. speaking of, I mean, there were a lot of good games this week that were good on paper and then good when you watched them, but there was also a lot of just baffling shit that happened. Maybe the most baffling Steelers upsetting the Bucks. So my question, I have two questions about this game. My first one to you is does Brady care anymore? Does he look like he cared? Do you think he cares? Um, I mean, does he still enjoy playing the game of football? Sure. Does he <laughs> care about winning? Sure. Yeah. Is he over it? Sure. <laughs> does he want to go to a wedding instead of go to a football game? Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Kraft's wedding and he's getting a divorce. I'm sure Kraft's got a plenty of women there for him. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that Robert Kraft finally got his happy ending. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just finally, Casino. <laughs> uh, but I mean, okay, this is, we talked about this before the podcast. This is my main question about that is you're the owner of the New England Patriots and you have your wedding week six of the NFL season. That just seems so weird to me. Have it not me. Have it in the summer. Have it in February after the Super Bowl. You I mean, have I, literally February to September that you can plan a wedding. You plan it week six. You're an NFL I, owner. I get your point, but that's the thing. Is he's a rich white guy. Uh-huh. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But speaking of rich white guys who maybe don't give a shit anymore, I mean, it's, I don't know if Tom Brady doesn't give a shit anymore. It just feels like he doesn't give as much of a shit as he used to. Right. Right. Because yeah, it's just, it's it, the, the losses don't bother him as much. He's got too much going on. Yeah. I mean, which I mean, the, I mean the team's fine. The team's just got to get in the damn end zone. That's it. Well, speaking of this season, they have one touchdown in five of the six games this season. And they're what, three and three? Like, I feel like yeah. that's the, the crazier part is they only have one touchdown and they're three and three on the season. Like, how, like that just proves how good their defense is playing. Like, dear yeah. God. But yeah, the Bucks are three and three. I mean, they're top of the NFC North or sorry, the NFC South. So everybody's saying sky is falling, including me with Tom Brady and all this stuff, but he's still number one in his division, despite an embarrassing loss to who I called the worst team in the league last, last week, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I still think they're bad. I don't, I don't think I didn't see anything from the Steelers team that made me say they're not. I don't see any team worse though than the Panthers, but uh, yeah, the Steelers, 
I was surprised they pulled this off, especially throwing back um, Trubisky back in there. Uh, and Kenny Pickett, I uh, did you see that press conference with Mike Tomlin where he basically was like, we already made the change, like it's Kenny Pickett now? So Yeah, when he comes back, he's, he's back. Which, I mean, he actually wasn't having a bad game. He was 11 for 18, 67 yards, one touchdown. And did he get knocked out with a concussion? Is that what they're saying it was? Um, I honestly didn't watch any of that game, so I'm not sure. I weirdly um, watched a lot of it. A lot of it. <laughs> um, but Mitch Trubisky came in 9 for 12, 144 yards, one touchdown, which I feel like uh, Tom Brady didn't have a – he didn't have a bad game, 25 for 40, 243, one touchdown. So – I don't know. I don't know how they lost this game. Again, it just feels like Tom Brady in this game, which you've seen it when he was on the Patriots and he played those two Giants teams in the Super Bowl. When you get him uncomfortable to where he can't stand in the pocket and he's like dancing around, he just starts getting rid of the ball way too early. He was throwing this ball during this game just into the ground, just like you could tell he was like jittery and he just doesn't want to get hit because who the hell wants to get hit by a nobody. 300 pound man trying to rip your head off but yeah i don't know that, i don't I know mean, about that shocked both of us oh yeah anyway. i had dude this destroyed every bet i placed this weekend i had the bucks well, just to sh- you're just doubling down to show our fans never to take your picks so i think i'm going to do a segment on next episode where i give you the bets i'm putting in for this weekend so you can do the exact opposite and then you'll win a bunch of money so people be- just follow my picks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, casino, casino. Uh, next up, we have up, oh, and I lost my place right here. Oh, next up, we have the Bengals at the Saints winning 30 to 26. Who did I pick for this one? Because I remember I was like, eh, this one's close. I think I said this is uh, a big game for Cincy, and they had a win. Yeah, you. we okay. both picked the Bengals, so we both got this one right. Uh, I just don't know what to make of this Saints team. They just seem, They're again... They're hot and cold, hot and cold. Yeah, and uh, but my question to you, Casino, is twofold for the Bengals. Are the Bengals back, and are they back in contention for AFC playoff, however, you think, however far you think they're going to go? I think... They're back into a sense of they're not going to get steamrolled by crappy teams. But um, are they Super Bowl contenders again this year? I don't think so. It's pretty much, I mean, we're still in agreement that is pretty much Chiefs or Bills, right? Like there's yeah, no path for any other ASC team. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. There are a few teams that, that are interesting, that, that do have me like, hmm, um, which is the, the Patriots, not – being because they're my team um but for some reason they feel like they're going to keep getting better um because this is this fits belichick's thing where they are off at the beginning of the season and they get better yeah Um, granted they did have tom brady but we'll see um cincy also in there i mean they said they i don't think they could be a contender but like they could definitely turn some heads i still don't know what to make around about the ravens right now um and I pretty much think everybody else and, and the Jets, I mean, they are four and two, but I don't think they can sustain Who would have... their defense. Their defense is good, but I don't think their offense is good enough to play against top tier teams. 
Well, but, the Jets have real interesting schedule coming up. The Jets next, one, two, three, four, five, seven games. Okay, listen to this fucking just murderer's row. Jets, Broncos, which we know Broncos are bad, but that Broncos defense is legit. Like they're a top five in the league. So you have Jets, Broncos, Patriots, Jets, Bills, Jets, Jets, Patriots again, Jets, Bears, Jets, Vikings, Jets, Bills. Like so, I'll I'll take this as a contender for the AFC uh, to you know to rock the boat a bit. It whoever wins between the Patriots and the Jets both times, like I I, I don't see it splitting. I honestly see one team being better than the other, especially since, since they play um, within three two, weeks, two, two games in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, so not much should change. Um, that would be my other pick that's, you know, could ruffle some feathers in the, towards the end of the season. Well, you're that whole division is actually getting the whole AFC East is actually getting kind of interesting because the Patriots and Dolphins, Dolphins, though. well, Tua comes back this week. So Tua comes back this week. Is he going to be right? No, I don't think so. I think he's going to be afraid to get hit. I think they're going to take way heavy precautions and they're going to get have him get rid of the ball they're going to create a a scheme for him just to not have the ball in his hand at all times yeah interesting about your team is their points for this season are 143 points against only 113 so again they're winning i mean they've won the past two weeks in blowout fashion which i don't think anybody saw coming so yeah but then i mean we'll see but I'm, my, I'm not trying to hype up my team too much, but I mean, it is interesting what they're doing with no offense um, and just a good defense, but, but they're putting up points, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, these, uh, so back to the game we were talking about, which is Bengals at Saints. I think Saints. we both think that the Bengals are kind of on the come up, especially in that division they're in where it's a weird, like Steelers are bad. Browns look bad. Ravens look hot or cold every week they blow a lead it seems in the fourth quarter for the past four games they've played but in terms of the saints two and four they have now andy dalton in there who knows when Jameis comes back they obviously have kamara they have receiving weapons they have a good defense do do you think the saints maybe will be able to go on a run here do you think saints are done um I think they'll win some games that they're probably not expected to and then lose games that they're expected to. I think they're just going to keep continuing at this 500 pace. I agree. I think they finished the season. What it's now, now you can't go eight and eight, right? You have to go either nine or eight or eight and nine. Yeah. So I think I could see them going nine and eight, eight and nine. They have eight and nine. They have the number six ranked offense in the league, number 17 defense. So I don't know why they're not just better than they are. Just, I guess, schedule, you know, dictates who you play when you play them. And yeah, they're just kind of getting the short end of the stick. But I do think this, I do think this looks like momentum for the Bengals. This game looked like the first time this season where they looked like the Bengals from last year, right? Where Joey Burrow was just lighting them up. He was getting it to Jamar Chase. And then everybody's blown away by this Bengals offense. So I don't know. Maybe sneaky, sneaky AFC contender casino Bengals. Uh, yeah, next yeah, up, definitely. the the your you one hundred percent called it. 
you kept reiterating it to me. I am impressed by how much you called this Falcons upset, quote unquote, the 49ers 28 to 14. I will give you the floor, Casino. Please, what did you see that everybody else did not? Going into the game, just the the defense. Um, San Fran's secondary um, and, and some other key players were just, they're out on defense. And uh, I mean, from everything we've seen throughout the season so far, the Falcons can still put up points. Are they a good team? No, I think they're another maybe nine and eight team. But they were definitely... With, with being able to put points up, I just couldn't trust Jimmy G's offense with San Fran right now. They're a little too up in the air. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't say, I don't think I said it was going to be a blowout, but I was like, I think the Falcons will take this. Yeah. Um, but you reiterated to me multiple times, like, because I was going to bet on the 49ers because I thought this would go the other way. And you kept saying, no, no, no. It's going to be Falcons. It's going to be Falcons. You said this on the podcast. You said it off the podcast. I didn't listen. And then, yeah, here we are. I lost I'm, money. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's, it's fine. So, but, the, I mean, but Mario, Mario, again, here's the thing. It's Marcus Mariota being fun to watch. I mean, Jimmy G, he went 29 for 41, two touchdowns, two interceptions, but 300 yards. So, I mean, not great of an outing, but, I mean, eh. Um, but compared to Marcus Mariota, 13 for 14 for two touchdowns for 130 yards, like <laughs> I she's hyped great. by Marcus Mariota. She, Mariota. she understands my, my, my kid understands Marcus. Let's go. Well, he also rushed for 50 yards on six attempts for a touchdown. And again, I wrote down in my notes right here, Falcons are fun to watch. This was a fun game. I like the Falcons. I like watching them play. I don't know how they're doing this because their offense is 23rd in the league. Their defense is 27th in the league and they're three and three. Like how, when you read off the saints offense and defense where they're in, you know, middle of the pack with defense, top five, top six in offense. And then you read the Falcons and saints are two and four Falcons are three and three. I don't, I don't understand it. The Falcons seem like they should be worse the Saints feel like they should be better, but I have more faith in the Falcons than I do the Saints. Oh, yeah. I'm not right the Falcons this year. Though. I mean, they're doing all right. And um, Casino. That was fun. Last week, I feel like I focused on uh, previous games and, like, the schedule, right? For some reason this week, I kept focusing on coaches. So this is one of four times I'm going to do this. What do you think – Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach, what do you think his NFL record is? He has coached – oh, let me do the quick math on this one. He has coached um, – he has coached 87 games as a head coach in the NFL. How many of those do you think he's won out of 87? 52. Close. So Kyle Shanahan has a 42 and 45 record, which means he has lost three more games than he's won. He has a four and two playoff record, which brings his overall record to 46 and 47. Why do we hype up Kyle Shanahan so much as this like innovative genius who just, you know, 
leads the 49ers to he led him to the Super Bowl, obviously, but every other year he's had him or he's had the 49ers. It's just like this where they're just losing games and you're like, how the hell are the 49ers losing these type of games? Why do we hype up Kyle Shanahan so much when he is the definition of an average coach? He's 46 of 47. You can't get more average than that. You win as many games as you lose. Why do he's go? He could go eight and eight every season when they used to go eight and eight. Like, why do we do this, Casino? Why? Because he went to a Super Bowl once. Like, pretty much. You get credit for that. But last thing on the Niners, then we'll move on to the next game. (laughs) Next game or uh, last thing on the 49ers to the Falcons. Do how do you? What is the issue with this 49ers team? Is it just that most of their players are injured? I think so. You think that when they start or if they start getting back these players, do you think they're a real threat in the NFC? They will definitely be a team you can't look past. I mean, they're almost there right now. Um, I I don't know about legit contenders. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to put a finger on these guys. Now, two up in the air. unless you're Robert Kraft and you paid for it, then you can put a finger on whoever. No, but the San Francisco 49ers, uh, they have the number one defense in the league, which is surprising Allegedly. because they just gave up four touchdowns to the Falcons. But yeah. number one defense, number 20 or number 18th offense. So, And, and they did it without Cordell Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Falcons did, right? Because that's their yes. number one. That's what I'm saying. They, they put it up without without Cordell Patterson. Four uh, again, for we're Marcus Mariota believers. And I, was, uh, I, was, I was sad that the Pats got rid of Cordell because he's he's a Swiss Army knife. He can do it all. Yeah. He's basically Debo Samuel, but as a running back instead of a wide receiver. But they, yeah, I don't know. Falcons, fun to watch. Uh, but next up, we have... The Vikings beating the Dolphins 24 to 16, improving to five and one. How the hell are the Vikings five and one? Uh, Casino, are the Vikings beat them? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So, besides the Eagles, who are clear number one in the NFC, which we'll get to when we talk about that game, are the Vikings the best shot to make it to the Super Bowl right now out of the NFC? Um, out of the NFC? Yes. No. You know who my pick is. Who's your pick? I mean, out of the NFC? Yes. It's it's, it's your boys. Well, no, I said besides the Eagles. Oh, besides who, do, the Eagles. who would you have no, as no, no, the no. second Min- option? Uh, Minnesota. Yes. Um, definitely. Um, I still say Green Bay wins that division because I have to stick by my picks. <laughs> I mean, they're two games. Well, technically two and a half because they already beat them two and a half. Now, interesting thing about the Vikings is they've scored 139 points, but given up 118. So this feels like one of those teams that is, <clears throat> excuse me, is winning close games because they're on the right side of it. But, and then you have teams like the lions or the Raiders where they're losing close games and they're on the other side of it. I feel like every year you can have two teams on each side of that fence. And it just seems like Minnesota, everything goes right for them, but 
They have the 19th offense in the league, which with all the weapons they have, I feel like they should be way higher on that list. And their defense, however, is towards the bottom of the league at 26. So is their five and one record? Is it kind of a paper tiger? Are we building them up when all the stats and everything else is showing us otherwise? Um, no. Ooh. I do think they're good. And um, you, you've seen it plenty. They, they scrap back to come back and win some games. I, I, I like them. Um, our, again, the, the, there's, there's so many teams in this league outside of maybe four teams that you just you don't know. Then they're, they're another one. Like, yes, they are five and one, and they're looking good. You know, they've been on the winning end of a few close games. But, uh, yeah. Um, I and you trust Kirk Cousins, though, um, in playoff games. No, not playoff games, but they may be able to do enough. I don't know. I just it, – it's, it's, it's a tough one to call there. It, it really is. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so uh, last thing about this game is I feel really bad for the Dolphins. Skylar Thompson gets knocked out of this game, and then Teddy Bridgewater has to come back in after he got knocked out last week, and then they might be getting – or they are getting Tua back next week, but – you and I both have the same fear for Tua, which is, is he ready? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to be skittish or scared? Because he probably should be, right? Like, I'd be scared be. if I got a concussion three weeks ago, and now all of a sudden I'm going back in. Like, yeah, my team, didn't, uh, my, my team didn't protect me. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I just feel Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he threw the ball 34 times, two touchdowns, two INTs, 329. Bridgewater can get it done, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like I would keep two out longer. But if you're the Dolphins, maybe you're just – I mean, but you're three and three. Ev we just talked about this. Every team is three and three. You're right there in the mix. Like, you don't think – Yeah, but then again, it comes down to – it comes down to health and safety of players and they've put themselves in such a hole. Say he goes back out there this weekend and he takes another rock and he doesn't look hundred percent and they keep him back in. Not saying yep. like he goes, he was like, nah, like last time, you yeah. know, but you know, it's enough to be like people question you can't even have, you can't even have people have a whiff of concern. No. Well, and especially if, if every time he's going to, Every time he's going to take one hit now, everybody's going to wince and be like, oh, my God, I hope he gets up. Like, it's going to be scary to watch him. Like, yeah. ugh. Good for ratings. Let's put him in. <laughs> we are going from Miami up to New York to talk Ooh. about the two New York teams. Uh, the New York Giants, who I'm gonna are 5-1. I'm going to stop. Uh, no, New York Giants are 4-1. and one. They're 5-1. and one. Oh, it's not showing. For me, it's showing they're 4-1. and one. We are in week six and they have not yeah. had a bye yet. Oh, well, they are five and one New York Giants. Four and one over the three and three uh, yeah, Baltimore so. Ravens, winning by a score of 24 to 20. Thoughts on this? Thoughts on this game, Casino, because this was a, this was a crazy game. Uh, I feel like uh, Lamar uh, Jackson had nine chances at the end of the game to win it and this Giants defense just kept shutting them down like 
I'm I'm give, I'm giving up on predicting the Giants. I think they're legit. I think their defense is good. I think they play hard. They play good. I underestimated the New York Giants. Same. Well, I mean, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take them a little more seriously going forward. Um, Lamar Jackson, he's out of my MVP pick. Um, oh yeah, specifically off of this game. Um, he had to have a good game against the Giants, and he didn't. 17 for 32, um, only 210 yards with one TD, one one NIT, and his running was uh, where was he? Yeah, seven for 77. So he's still getting it done on the ground. But well, he also fumbled like two or three times in this game. That were just uh, like it was. It was twice, and um, it was twice, and uh, they lost one of them. Ugh. But that one that I believe those two were at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. And I don't know what happens with this Ravens team where they just collapse in the fourth, like not even the fourth quarter, like the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter, they just implode and they're getting like stupid penalties on, I think it was a third and inches or fourth and one or whatever. They like were in a wrong uh lineup so then they got a penalty for that and then he throws an interception like trying to make up for that play it was just like a cluster but they've had five of those games in a row where it's like yeah. they give up big leads they do something dumb in the last couple minutes of the game this doesn't feel like the ravens this no, feels not especially the ravens which we all expected and how they started the year and it's i don't know something's not working i think teams may be just figuring out Lamar Jackson again on his schemes and again remember I had talked about like his his throwing was you know he's not a bad thrower anymore he's gotten way better than what he was when he got into the league but last night showed why he's not an elite pocket thrower yeah or not last uh you know a few nights Sunday. ago yeah, yeah Sunday well, and then on offense they're basically their whole offense is Mark Andrews and then Kenyon Drake had a good uh, showing this week too but he only got 10 carries so literally they had Lamar Jackson throwing 32 times in a game where they lost by four like there doesn't seem to be any balance and yeah I don't know man just the Ravens I feel like the Ravens we both were on the Lamar Jackson hype train where he's the MVP first what three four weeks of the season and now he's just had two abysmal games in a row like just right. bad bad uh, but the New York Giants casino, my question to you, if I can find where I wrote down the Giants is, uh, oh, no, that was it. That I literally and asked both my winning. questions. They're going to keep winning. They got the Jaguars next. Um, then they got Seahawks and Abide then the Texans, uh, Lions. Um, I, <laughs> I like their schedule for them going up right now. Yeah. I mean, they, they they could definitely come out with maybe one loss out of those next four games and then now i'm scared to play them because we play and we being the eagles play them uh i believe the last like four weeks of the season we play them twice so yeah uh yeah uh, five weeks you have them in 14 and 18 14 and 18 there you go uh but now let's switch over to the other new york team which is the New York Jets beating the Green Bay Packers Called 27 it. to 10. Uh, our motherfucker, our number, we're his number one fan. He didn't really do shit this game. They're kind of winning in spite of him at this point. It feels like a Cooper Rush kind of situation. But the Jets defense, man, 
they are legit and they were just causing i watched basically this whole game they were just smacking aaron Rodgers around uh quentin williams had he had two sacks a force fumble a block field goal and three quarterback hits and when I was watching the game, it felt like he literally affected every play. Every play. The Packers had no answer for him. Aaron Rodgers looked frustrated. Um, after the game, I watched the the oh, Aaron Rodgers press thing. conference. Oh, it, he's a tool. They were saying they're trying to do too much. Let's simplify it. Let's simplify it. Like, Dude. what the hell does that mean? You scored like 10 points. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but Casino, I know every week you want to do an Aaron Rodgers rant, so please indulge us. Do you have one this week? <sighs> Nothing more than I have already said plenty of times. <laughs> Rodgers is going to blame everybody else except for himself. Um, and he looked awful. Like, I mean, you're going to look at his stats. Okay, 26 for 41, doesn't look great. 246 yards and mediocre, one touchdown, no I in No INTs, but still, he is bad, absolutely bad. Oh, and you want to talk about how much he was rushed? Aaron Rodgers had to nine attempts on the rushing for 19 yards because he had to scramble. Yeah, um, that that Jets D line is no joke. They were blowing I, up that Patriots off or Packers offensive line. I loved all week after this because uh, we're this is um, recording on Wednesday. So all my previous days at work, um, Monday, uh, yeah, Sunday night, no, Monday, Tuesday, yada, yada. People have been saying, you know, oh, man, are you shocked by that game? You shot? I'm like, no, I picked the Jets. Listen to my podcast. We both and, picked them. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, and they're like, whoa, whoa. First off, they're like, whoa, you got a podcast? I've never heard of those. What about <laughs> I said, we got the only one. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> and then so, second thing is Green Bay's trash. Green Bay's trash, and that motherfucker, his team is <laughs> loving him right now. I mean, they, they're inspired by the motherfucker. Yeah. And that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say on that. <laughs> well, and this this whole thing with the Packers is they have the number fifth defense in the league. The Packers, ever since Matt LaFleur came into the league, another coach we're going to talk about right now, Casino, he has played, he has been the head coach of 55 Packer games. What do you think his record is? Oh, he's he's maybe won 21. Lucky 21. Out of 55? Yeah. He has a 42 and 13 record as the head coach of the Green oh. Bay Packers. Okay. My bad. He, I was going the opposite way. I was thinking it's bad. <laughs> he is two and three in the postseason, 44 and 16 overall as a head coach in the NFL. He has a top five defense every year he's coached in the NFL. Well, I think, I believe it's top 10. So to, why does Aaron Rodgers not get any shit whatsoever when literally he has a head coach that gives him someone like Aaron Jones? He gives him a top 10 defense. And then it's just like, oh yeah, but Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw oh, to. No. And, and then it's like. And so when I was saying rushing, that was Aaron Jones, not Rodgers. That was my bad. I read that wrong. <laughs> but no, it's like, so why? Scrap everything I said about the rushing thing. <laughs> it's Everybody complains that Rodgers has nobody to throw to. Last year, he had Devontae Adams to throw to, and he was MVP of the league. So you're saying 
Devontae Adams made Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked good at all. And he's thrown to the same people he did last year, minus one guy. What are you like, talking about, though? He's, an, he's a Hall of Famer. He's an MVP. He's the greatest to ever live, man. I don't know what you're talking about. The one awesome Super Bowl that he won. He, he's <laughs> the best. I don't Brady Goat, who's what's that? No, Rodgers, best ever. This, I mean, this has be, oh. just become the weekly shit on Aaron Rodgers podcast, but the narrative with this guy, and then you listen to him after the game, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Did you play? Did you watch the game you played in? Like, we're no, doing. He was, out, he was having an out of body experience because he was on all this fucking drugs and shit. <laughs> we're do. We're trying to do too much, and you score ten points against the New York Giants or the New York Jets. Like, maybe you should do more than they're like to score more than t- uh 10 points like yeah, I just dear god at I'm home a, this at was home. in lambo uh and then we had the afterwards with sauce gardner running around the field wearing the cheese hat i thought uh, that was great that was that was funny and then I mean, uh, that made me really happy just because i i can't stand the packers i mean their fans fine i'm not upset at their fans but no i i've i've literally never met a packers fan i don't like like Same. it's not like they don't have obnoxious fan bases. No. It's just it's everybody else who isn't a Packers fan that is annoying when they talk about the Packers because it's just like, oh yeah, Aaron Rodgers best to ever do it, and you're just like, wait, why'd you say that so confidently? Like, what have you been watching that I have not? Ugh, ugh, Casino. Anyway, let's, let's uh, next we up, talk about how much we ate him later. <laughs> next up, Super Bowl. Uh, champion Los Angeles Rams beat the Carolina Panthers uh, 24 to 10. Uh, Philip Walker, PJ Walker started at quarterback over an injured Baker Mayfield and did nothing. 10 for 16, 60 yards, no, 60 yeah, yards, funny. 60 yards. And then Eason comes in. Uh, he went three for five for 59 yards. And then through a t- through an INT. So an INT. But this still, game, I mean, it's trash. They're trash. This I, game I was over in the third it. quarter. Like the Panthers I mean, it's, are done. It's shocking that the Rams though did not score more than than twenty four points. But don't whatever. Well, and we saw who is the Panthers' new or interim head coach. It's Steve Wilkes. Uh, this one, I won't make you guess, Casino, because I just have it right here. He was the Cardinals coach in 2018, his first head coaching job in the NFL. His record was 3-14. and 14. So, not a good... Uh, I, I believe that was over the course of two seasons or 3-14 and 14. I don't know how you, I, there's one extra game in there, but in college, he was the head coach of Savannah state. He was five and six everywhere Savannah. else. He's been a defensive coordinator. So why they chose this guy to be the head coach of this team with what is it? A win loss record of five, six, seven, eight wins and 20 losses in his head coaching career. And then you get this where your quarterback throws for 60 yards. Like they chose this guy of everybody on the roster uh he gets in a fight with robbie anderson on the sidelines robbie anderson literally gets traded the next day to the cardinals uh the so i think we talked about this last week panthers unequivocally worst team in the league right by far i think it's i think it's by a a country mile now like they're so now that we're able to actually see some teams play you know we we recently said the giants obviously five and one um 
but no, the Carolina Panthers are just oh, they have so much going on in that locker room. I mean, you just said it. There was the Anderson fight with with his offensive coordinator and his uh, head coach was like, "Nope, you're you're not playing the rest of the game. Get off the field." And then next day, traded. Yeah, within. Like, I mean, I'm I'm impressed they found somebody to get him that fast. But I mean, he's a good wide receiver. I don't know if he's worth the headache, but. And well, and then he's going to another dumpster fire, which is the Arizona Cardinals. Well, the which Cardinals just seems... they doubled down on how good Kyler Murray Kyler Murray is in their eyes that they have to start producing. So they went they went for it. They don't I, which, care. I mean, well, you know what? Let's just go to that game right now. If I can pull this up, it is the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks like the Falcons, are fun to watch. I like watching the Seahawks. They have a good offense. Geno Smith is just lighting it up. They win 19-9 to in uh, Seattle. Uh, my question, I literally just said it, but I wrote it down when I took my notes. I put, is Arizona a dumpster fire? In my eyes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're full engulfed flames, but uh... – <laughs> They definitely got some spots in there with uh, with some oil and uh, gasoline. Uh, I believe this is the last head coach I did this with, Casino. Cliff Kingsbury, why are we hyping up all these offensive guys who come into the league and literally do nothing? Cliff Kingsbury in Texas Tech, or at Texas Tech, 35 and 40. In the NFL, he is 26, 29, and 1. Why? Why, like, he's on the hot seat, he rightfully deserves to be with this like squad you have in Arizona to be two and four and putting up nine points against this Seattle Seahawks team. Like, what are we doing here? Kyler Murray was running for his life all day, 10 carries, 100 yards, didn't really do anything passing through an INT. And then, luckily, they get DeAndre Hopkins back next week. Also, Robbie Anderson gets added to this team. So, if this offense doesn't start producing now like when will it when will it let's uh briefly talk here about uh buffalo kc it was exactly the game we expected it to be just i mean it wasn't as high scoring as some people thought but it was definitely a battle these teams these two teams wanted this win it was so much fucking fun to watch um no this was a really good game we called it we called it though buffalo's coming out on top but at least, did you go Buffalo or KC? No, we both went Buffalo. But, I mean, this was definitely a game, great game. I mean, there's really not much else to talk about outside of Allen looked good, Mahomes looked good. Well, both this teams, is this is also great. the game you get Von Miller for, right? Like, this oh, yeah. was the Von well, Miller is, game. Yeah, yeah, it was. And and he he definitely came out uh, with Von Miller there. What, what was all of his stats here? He had two sacks, um, two sacks, four tackles, like, like, he was he was a nightmare for the Chiefs. Um, and he he, he stops Mahomes on that last play where he flushes him out of the pocket and lets him or basically makes him throw late, so, which leads to the INT. INT. So, I mean, it, will, it, came, it came down to this. Buff, buff, sorry to cut you off, but Allen, no INTs. Kansas City, two two INTs. It was who turned over the ball the most, and it was that. It was that. It, and also that uh, that Chris Jones got so lucky with that non-call for the tripping 
penalty or whatever. He literally stuck his entire leg out. I don't know. The ref was literally looking right at him. How that wasn't called. Maybe just because they're in Kansas City. I don't know how that doesn't get called. Like that was the most egregious tripping penalty I've ever seen in my life. But do you think these two meet again in the playoffs with this same result? Oh, yeah. 100%. This may be highly possible to be the AFC championship game. Yeah. And I think, honestly, I think it's the same outcome. I think Von Miller. I think it's going to be just like this. Yeah. We talked about the Buffalo Bills have the number two defense in the league. They added, they didn't lose anybody. They added Von Miller specifically to beat Patrick Mahomes and the, it worked. Like that's who beat Patrick Mahomes on the defense. He was in his face all day, smacking him around. And then he makes him hurry his last throw for an INT. So congrats to Von Miller. This is why you're in Buffalo. This is why Buffalo wanted you. And it paid off. Uh, Let's let's quickly talk Denver, you know, chargers, and then we'll get back to yours and I'll let you rant. And then we'll finish up quickly with, Actually, you know, I'll, I'm going to fill in baseball before we get to your rant because you can end a rant without me here if you need to. Yeah. It's great. I'm excited. Um, uh, so Denver uh, Chargers, kind of the outcome I expect. Did we pick for these two teams? I don't know if we got to it. We both picked Chargers. Okay, cool. And it, it, it's on the fact that I just don't trust Denver anymore, and it went to OT. It was a crappy game. I watched this entire game at my, at my work. and it uh, was, Dude, this it was, was a slog to get through. This was was brutal. I looked up and I'm like, oh, the game's still going. Oh, I know. And then it went into OT and you're like, I don't want to see this Broncos team in OT. Like they keep going to overtime. This is like the second time this season they've gone to overtime. And it's like, who wants to watch more of this Broncos team? Like, dear Lord, I can't. The Broncos offense is 22nd in the league. They feel like the 32nd. When you're watching them, it feels like every yard is a struggle for them to get. But then you watch their defense, and they're just like – they contained Herbert that entire game. Herbert had a ridiculous – how many times did Herbert throw in this game? Because when they said it, it was – he threw 57 passes in this game, completed 37 of them, but only for 238. He was dinking and dunking this whole game, and that's because the Broncos weren't giving up anything – I right. really nothing big to him. I really love this Broncos defense. They're well, I mean, third was, in the league. Something why we wanted to be so high on the Broncos is we expected the offense to be somewhat for, uh, formidable, but it's not because if it was, just that defense with a you know just say a third better of an offense, you're looking yeah. great. They could be five and one, dude. If the Denver offense was ranked what? 14th in the league if they look like the Colts offense this is what we're saying if they look like the Colts offense which doesn't look good they would be five and one four and two right now like this offense man this Broncos team but oh don't worry casino we only got like three more Broncos primetime games this season because the NFL hates us they'll they'll change it they'll 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 change it up oh god I hope they do I um, hope so let do. me let me touch here on MLB just a little bit because I want you to do your chart. I want your rant. I'm so, <laughs> uh, so you were right though. I was wrong. It was best of five last series. Uh, Thank Philly's you. Coming out on top of Atlanta. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Houston just throttling Seattle. It, they they won the last game one zero, but it was what it was. So they sweep swept them three zero. Um, I really thought the Guardians. They were my sneaky pick if you remember to beat the Yankees, and they barely didn't come through. Uh, but everybody's probably outside of 
the LA area, San Diego. Everybody's really happy with that one. <laughs> um, and then so moving on from there, the next day, uh, the Yankees made it two uh, two in the series. They're, then the game was postponed Monday night, which sucked because I wanted to watch that. Then that trash of a football game. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then so something that you don't see that often is Game Five or the last of the divisional playoff, and then you have an L. Uh, then you have a CS playoff. Um, Yankees ended up taking over Cleveland, winning in at home, uh, and then you have the Phillies, or yeah, uh, Philadelphia Phillies here winning last night against the san diego padres how stoked are you my friend uh i am very stoked i watched that game it was uh it's a good game the phillies match up really good against the padres and i thought they would have got blown out of the water by the dodgers but i just feel like this phillies team i think they're gonna win the nlcs i really think they're going to the world series do you think they have a shot to beat the yankees because i mean no. Or, do you, or do you think the Yankees or Houston are coming out first off? I honestly think that it's going to be the Astros again. I, I just don't. So. I know that's that's so gross for me to say because I hate the cheating <laughs> Astros, but I don't want New York to win. I only wanted the Dodgers to progress because I didn't want – I thought they were the only team that could beat the Yankees. Yeah, but that's that's what it comes down to, right? Just Which is a biased fan. <laughs> but that's what it comes down to in the – uh nlcs and the alcs i really don't think it matters on the nlcs side because i don't think padres or phillies beat either the yankees or the astros but i I think it's astros by a mile i don't think they sweep the yankees maybe the yankees win one but i think just how dominantly they handled basically the season and the playoffs so far i don't think the yankees have enough pitching i don't think they have enough firepower there was a weird little controversy where they're having Aaron judge be like the leadoff hitter, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So why would you not put him fourth or fifth in the lineup where he can potentially, you know, knock in three or four runners or I'm sorry, like uh, two or three runners, but yeah, I don't know, man, this Yankees team, it just doesn't feel as good as they're like as good as their standing is i think it's astros all day i'm going astro phillies i really think that's the world series and i really I would hope take, so i take astros in probably five i don't think i love the i love I think, the, I think you're right the al right now with the dodgers being out is just too strong for the nl yeah so. and the i mean we we're only touching on it because we're running out of time but it's really shocking to me and i feel like a lot of baseball fans that the dodgers lost to not only the Padres, but like just lost in the divisional round. Like that's crazy, man. Um, and we could talk a little bit about hockey next week. Um, mostly my picks are going good um, outside of in the East. Um, the Maple Leafs and Lightning are not doing so hot. Maple Leafs losing uh, to one of the worst teams I think in the league going to be this year being the Arizona Coyotes. Lightning, they have one win, three losses, which blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, Did they lose to the Flyers last night? Uh, Lightning, uh, no, they ended up – no, they did lose, yeah. No, their only win is against the Blue Jackets. Um, but the Canes are looking the strongest out of the Metropolitan. And then uh, there has been a great battle so far in the Pacific, which I think I said is going to probably be the strongest out of the West. The Flames, Kings, uh, the Kraken are up there because the Oilers have slipped a couple, but they have only played three games. But um, 
yeah, really fun to watch. Um, but uh, okay, let's get to it. Uh, I before we do it. that, Casino, uh, let me just uh, talk about NBA last night, opening oh, season. Yeah. Go for it. Or opening night NBA. I watched both these games. The Warriors. I really think they're going to, they might repeat as champions. They look better than they did last year. Like, and this Lakers team, dear God, it looks worth the, the Warriors looked. What's your pick for the finals? I'm going to, I'm going to say Warriors, Warriors. I may even say Sixers. Well, we will do our, we'll do our NBA season prediction on our next episode, but let's do that. I, I think out of the West, I really think it's the Warriors. Out of the East, I honestly don't know. I feel like the East is more of a up in the air. I would have picked the Sixers had I uh, not watched last night. Them just get immediate, like wiped off the floor by a Celtics team that has nothing but crazy shit happening well, on that. 35 for Tatum and 35 for Brown. And it was really funny that they wanted to get rid of Brown, that he was on the chopping block. Um, wife's going to get here. So... I can't wait to watch this podcast myself because I can't wait for this Philly. Go Eagles. Go Birds. Go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Let's go. All right. See you, right. Casino. <laughs> so the last game. Oh, and here we go. The last game we have to talk about. Oh, it's, I'll touch on the last part of the NBA thing that got cut off, but we're doing that on next episode. We'll talk more in depth to the NBA, but the Lakers are basically what everybody thinks they look like exactly what everybody thinks they are going to be this year, which is basically just a vehicle for LeBron James to stat pad, which nothing wrong with that. I don't think he, he put up decent numbers. I believe he had like 36. Oops. I believe he had 36 last night. Uh, Anthony Davis looked better. I don't think he looked to be in, you know, 2020 Lakers championship style. Russell Westbrook looked good, but should he really be out there in the fourth quarter? We also had the 76ers, man, losing by 11 or no, that is nine. Sorry. Losing by nine to the Celtics. The second half of this game never felt close. The first half felt back and forth, but it really still felt like Celtics were obviously a better team. You have those great highlights where James Harden is doing step backs and just moves that is making is breaking people's ankles and then just hitting wide open or just missing wide open shots. One of them looked like an air ball. The other one, he just bricked. So concerning with this 76ers team at the beginning of the season was will can this team win a championship with James Harden it doesn't I mean just overreaction you know to the first game is no he just doesn't I don't know he just doesn't show up anymore in big games and as a Sixers fan it's concerning I was hyped to get Harden but now that I've seen him you know all of last season or most of last season and the first game here, I don't know if he's just doesn't have it anymore. And I've never liked Doc Rivers as a coach. I feel like he has just always rode way too much hype behind him on that 2008 Celtics championship team. But other than that, you can't be one of the greatest coaches of all time and lose multiple times in the playoffs up 3-1. I don't know how that happens. It's insane to me that it has happened more than once, but now he's like known for it and he's really never done anything to combat that. So I I think honestly, if this Sixers team starts out bad, they might do a coaching change, but 
I don't know. We'll get more in depth on the uh, NBA next episode. Right now, let's talk about Eagles-Cowboys. All right, so now let's talk about Eagles-Cowboys. I was insanely fired up for this game, as obviously all Eagles and Cowboys fans were. My wife came home after halftime, and I literally had to convince her to leave the house because of how bad the third quarter was for the for the Eagles and how good it was for the Cowboys. And she did, so my madness paid off. It was not uh, as serious as it sounds. We were making a joke of it, but I mean, you can't argue with the method because third that third quarter was the worst quarter of football I've seen the Eagles play all season, but the narrative going into this game, this is what annoys me so much about the media. And when I say like the sports media, and when I say sports media, I mostly mean like talking heads on ESPN and on FS1, which is, and then, you know, a bunch of other little, you know, uh, sports shows on YouTube and stuff like that. I say little, like they're not way huger than us, but you get what I'm saying. It is the narrative going into this game was this Cowboys defense, best defense in the league, best defense in the league. The, the Eagles have never played a defense like this, never played a defense like this. And that was the talk going all into that game, right? Which we've talked about multiple weeks in a row where Dallas has never had the number one defense. In really any statistical category, they can be first, they can be second. Collectively, they have not had above, I believe, the sixth or fifth best defense in the league. So looking this week, coming Out of this game, they now have the eighth best defense in the league, which they have. And but this is the thing with Dallas. And we saw it this week. We saw it specifically with this game when they're always in a primetime matchup is the Dallas Cowboys get overhyped to the point where if you're actually following anything, you just scratch your head and you go, no, they aren't. Wait a second. No, it isn't. Like, what are you talking? No, that player isn't like you just keep doing that thing where it's they get hyped and hyped and hyped, but they get hyped with just basically flat out lies. The Cowboys have never had the number one defense. They have been playing teams like the Bengals, like the Rams, who are not what they were last year. The Bengals look like they're getting back on track. I still don't trust the Rams, even though they beat a bad Panthers team this week. We just talked about it. They didn't really beat them handily or look that good against the team they should have on all sides of the ball blown out multiple times over but back to the Cowboys we the narrative going into this game was Cooper Rush is the best game manager in the league maybe the best backup there were some weeks where it's like do we want Cooper Rush or do we go back to Dak and there was real debate about it right because it was He's 5-0 and as a starter. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's led fourth quarter drives. Like, this is the next guy. Zeke's back. Tony Pollard and Zeke are great one-two punch. They have CeeDee Lamb, arguably maybe the second or third best wide receiver in the league behind Justin Jefferson. All these narratives going into this game, right? You had Demarcus Lawrence, which great meme work after this so thank you to him for saying this where he said the Eagles are good but they haven't played the Dallas Cowboys yet and then there's that great play where 
Jalen Hurts is rolling out and Demarcus Lawrence is just flat on his face. And obviously that's a meme now where that quote is plastered all over him face planting in the dirt, basically getting his ankles broken by Jalen Hurts. So the narrative going into this game, the entire time was the Cowboys. Oh man, here come the Cowboys. Here come the Cowboys. The Eagles haven't played a game, haven't played a team like this Cowboys team. And then it was like, the we had Bradley Cooper doing like a voiceover in front of the Sunday night football game saying Philly uh the Eagles aren't used to being this good and then it's like you realize ever since the the uh, in my lifetime I was born in 1990 okay the Cowboys won their last Super Bowl when I was four years old okay Every other metric by in terms of who has been better since I've been born has been the Eagles. The Eagles have gone to five NFC championship games, or I believe six, and won a Super Bowl in my lifetime. They've also had 20 winning seasons out of 32, and the Cowboys have only had like 16, right? Now, you have to go all the way back. I'm 32 now. You have to go all the way back to when I was four years old to the last playoff game they won, or I believe last year or the year before Dak finally won like a wild card playoff game or something like that. But it was the Cowboys, this narrative that like the Eagles are finally good, like, but they here come the Cowboys, clear kings of this division. Like it's like two of the Cowboys Super Bowls were one 25 almost 30 years before I was born so I don't even count those right like you can't count those in my lifetime I was four years old and they won three with you know the Aikman and Irvin and uh, Emmett Smith and Jimmy Johnson you can't take anything away from those teams those are arguably some of the greatest teams that ever have been assembled in NFL history, right? You can certainly put them up in the conversation for one of those teams being the best NFL team ever. I'm not disputing that. The Cowboys have been great in the past, but again, that was 1994, okay? We're 2022. The Eagles have been the dominant team in this division, tied second or no, they've been the second most dominant team, the first being the Giants. And I only put Giants at number one because they won two Super Bowls compared to the Eagles one, right? The Giants beat the Patriots two times. So they're clearly the best team since the 2000s, right? They also got to that Super Bowl against the Ravens where they just met an all-time great defense and lost. So it has been Eagles Giants going back and forth as best team in this division for 22 years at this point. The Cowboys have always just kind of either been shit or just been right on the cusp of like a fledgling playoff team, right? So this narrative that we're going into this game like Cowboys are number one, Cowboys are number one. It's like for for what? Since when? Since 20 years ago, 25 years ago? Like since then, they haven't done anything. Tony Romo is allotted as like, oh man, great, great quarterback, great quarterback. And it's just like, he did nothing in this league. He did nothing. He had a couple good games on Thanksgiving and he fumbled a snap in Seattle. Like, what are we talking about here? So this is leading into this game, which is the Eagles were a better offense coming into this game and a better defense coming into this game. But the narrative was Cowboys best defense in the league. Like, 
They're not better than this defense. Oh, we don't need a uh, Dak Prescott. We have Cooper Rush. He might take the job from Dak Prescott. He's a great game manager. He never turns the ball over. In this game, Cooper Rush, 18 for 38, 181, one touchdown, three interceptions, three interceptions. And I don't know if you watched this game or not, because if you did, this was a dominating performance the first half of this game. The third quarter, the Eagles just came out. I don't know if they came out lethargic. They thought they already had the game won. This is a concerning thing with the Eagles so far in this season, which is they come, they always come out of halftime flat, but they always dominate in the second quarter. They put up 20 points to the uh, Cowboys three in the third quarter in this game. So, or in the second quarter in this game, they come out of halftime. Cowboys get a touchdown towards the end of it. They get another touchdown in the fourth leading it to a 20 to 17 score. But then guess what happens? Everybody, I was one of them. I'll admit it. I was getting nervous. I was like, oh my God, we can't lose to the Cowboys. Our undefeated streak can't lose against this Cowboys team. But then guess what? My wife left, which lifted the curse. And um, she left the house. She came back in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden the Cowboys scored two touchdowns. And I was like, you gotta leave. You're the only thing that's changed in this scenario. And then, so you're welcome Eagles fans because I made that sacrifice for you. But the Eagles then go on an 80 yard drive and score a touchdown that takes eight minutes off the clock. Just a dominant performance. They literally run it down the Cowboys defense throat, the number one lauded uh, Cowboys defense. And then the narrative after this on all the talking head shows, on the comments online and all this stuff is, hey, uh, Cowboys only lost by two scores. You know, it was much closer than I thought it would be. Much, I mean, when we get Dak back, we're going to dominate this team. And then it's just like, did anybody watch the game? First quarter, second quarter, all Eagles, Cooper Rush goes into halftime with a one quarterback rating. Not, not 91, not 81, not 71, not 61. A one quarterback rating. Completely gets shut down, that whole entire offense. The Eagles take their foot off the Cowboys' neck, let them come back, and then they're like, oh, we should probably end this now. And then run the ball down their throats. Jalen Hurts was fantastic in this game. He was 15 for 25, 155, two touchdowns. Miles Sanders, 18 carries, 71 yards, uh, and a touchdown. And nine carries for Hertz for 27 yards, but he really only ran when he needed to because this Mika Parsons, the second coming of Lawrence Taylor, as I've been told, as everybody in the media keeps saying, completely shut down by this Eagles offensive line who just pancake blocked everyone on this uh cowboys defensive line shut down this entire cowboys defense and i'm sorry i'm looking at the depth chart here what position does dak prescott play on the cowboys defense because going into this game all the talk was on how the cowboys defense was going to shut down this eagles offense so that's the only piece they're missing from right on the defensive side is Dak Prescott. Oh, no, wait, no, he's on the offense. So what's the excuse for the defense? Because the excuse for the offense is wait till Dak gets in. Wait till Dak gets in. He's seven and three against the Eagles uh, in his career. Oh, you mean he's seven and three against the last three seasons when this whole team has been reworked and rewired into a completely new beast and animal. And that's now why they're six and oh. So it's just like 
all these talking heads, it was Mike Greenberg, it was Michael Irvin, it was all these talking heads on TV, I believe like Nick Wright and Chris Broussard on FS1 and all these, uh, all these talk shows are just going, you know, coming out of this game, I think the Cowboys are now the pick to come out of the NFC. And it's like, what game were we watching? Did you guys watch the game or did you just look at the highlights afterwards? This was a dominated performance for four quarters of this game. Or I'm sorry, for three quarters of this game. One quarter, they let it kind of get out of hand and then they rallied it back in, reined it back in and then just put the game away by an extended drive where there was really no doubt like, oh yeah, they're going down and scoring right here. And then they're going for two just because they got a penalty. So even if they didn't, this was a two score game. At no point in this game did the Cowboys ever lead. The Cowboys never had a lead in this game. They came back down, uh, what is it? Two touchdowns and they got within three. That's the closest they ever got to making this a competitive game. I, again, I'll admit, I was nervous in the third quarter, but then once the Eagles scored the touchdown, there was like five, six minutes left or whatever. And it was like, oh yeah, Eagles win this game. Like easy. I don't think they, I don't think the Cowboys score another point. And then they didn't. Like this insane notion that Dak Prescott is the number one quarterback in the league or that he's going to come in and just like lead and do what this, uh, you know, Cooper Rush couldn't do. It was like, didn't we see Dak Prescott with this same exact team week one put up three points against a Bucks team that doesn't look anywhere near what everybody thought this Bucks team would be? So it's just like, what is this insane notion that Dak Prescott comes in and all of a sudden, you know, the Cowboys are cooking, you know, with gas and they're just the number one offense in the league. It's like, we've seen, we saw Dak Prescott with this same team. He looked way worse than Cooper Rush. Ugh. Sorry, I've had that bottled up for a couple of days. It was too long. Uh, I went on for that long with uh, just for Casino. I know uh, we already talked about this, so I know he agrees with most of my points. But yeah, I just, I don't know how you come out of this game not saying, and this isn't even an Eagles fan. This is as someone who watches football. Like, I don't know how you come out of this game and be like the team that lost and got dominated for three quarters, they're clearly the better team in this. And then it's just like, no, they're not. Not by any metric. The Eagles have a better offense, a better defense, and this Cowboys team, allotted for their defense, just got ran all over. Then when they had success stopping the run, then it's A.J. Brown, then it's Devontae Smith, then it's Dallas Goddard. And Jalen Hurts was just making them look silly with Demarcus Lawrence's face in the dirt. So, yeah. Whew. The... I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think the next time these two teams meet, I don't even know if it'll matter at that point unless the Giants keep up, you know, with their schedule. I mean, the Cowboys are also four and two. They are going to have a Lions team that I don't know why everybody's just penciling in a Cowboys victory. This Lions team doesn't give up. They've had a week to prepare. So who knows? But yeah, I don't know, man. Just the just anger. But again, the league and the media wants the Cowboys to be so good. Like even during the game, Cooper Rush has thrown two INTs. The, the Cowboys are getting blown up and we're just seeing commercial after commercial and video package after video package about how great this Cowboys team is and Cooper Rush and all this stuff. And it's like, you're playing these during the game where they're being dominated by the only still only undefeated team in the NFL. Like, huh? 
wonder if he would do this with literally any other team, but that's just my Eagles bias showing through. So thanks for watching the only sports podcast. Our next one, I believe today's Wednesday. We'll probably release it on Friday. This one is coming out today on Wednesday. Next episode on Friday, we'll talk our NFL predictions for what looks to be a rough week seven. We'll preview our thoughts on what this NBA season will look like. We'll talk more about the playoffs uh, in MLB because I know those two games are tonight. The second one between the Phillies and the Padres and the first one between the Yankees and the Astros is tonight. So, yeah, by when or by Friday, we'll have more stuff to cover. We'll talk more about things that aren't football, but obviously our first uh, episode of the week is always focused on that first week of NFL football. Also, want to talk about college football on next week's ep- or on next episode. So, yeah, I'm Will. That has been Casino. He would usually be over here. And yeah, have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Only Sports Podcast. <laughs>